This is episode 97 of the Airport Experience News Podcast. I'm Ramon Lowe, the publisher of AXN and the host of this pod. As we continue to be impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic, the editorial team at Airport Experience News is covering the latest developments as it impacts our industry. Stay up to date by visiting airportxnews.com or follow us on Twitter at the at symbol, airportxnews. As I mentioned, this is episode 97, and here I chat with Joya Kaiser-Clark, a Phoenix, Arizona-based Casa Unlimited. Now, um, during this unprecedented crisis, I wanted to get the perspective of very small businesses. And so, uh, Joya and I came to have this conversation. In fact, we recorded this on Friday, March 27th, so by the time this is published, or by the time you are listening to this, perhaps a lot more has happened, and hopefully it is good. Anyway, I have known Joya for a very long time, and seeing her growth into an unbelievable, compassionate leader is one of the greatest things that I personally take away from this episode. So here is my conversation with Joya Kaiser-Clark. So I'm here with Joya Kaiser-Clark, the president and CEO of Casa Unlimited. Joya, thanks for uh, taking the time to speak with me. Hello, Ramon. Thanks again for having me. So I know, um, I wish we'd be talking uh, under much, much uh, I guess, better circumstances. Um, it's been, I'm sure, a long several weeks uh, for you and many businesses. But uh, again, thanks for taking the time to speak. Uh, yeah, I know it's been really crazy. Um, but what I want to do is obviously have you on and talk about, um, I guess, uh, give us, the listener, uh, a little bit of a peek into what you as a small business owner are experiencing, you know, from your end uh, at the ground level, you know, there's been a lot of, there've been a lot of meetings, a lot of press releases, issuances, et cetera, over the last couple of weeks that we at Airport Experience News have been covering. Um, it's obviously at the very high level, just kind of like a top of view, but I really want to dig in and, and, and kind of give you an opportunity to kind of share with us uh, what you're seeing. So I guess my first question is, uh, where are you, where's the company to date and uh, what is happening? Right now, today, we have, uh, let's see, we spoke, you and I spoke about a week ago, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. are going so quickly, I don't even know uh, what day we're on most of it, but I think we spoke about a week and a half ago, and pretty much right after you and I spoke, um, we as a business, our sales as a business, were in rapid decline. So we spoke, I believe we mentioned uh, on that call that we had hit our first day of a 50% drop. Uh, by a day or two later, we were at 90% uh, below um, our, t- our sales, our typical sales. So um, we made the decision, I made the decision that week, we started rapidly closing our specialty units. And then by the end of the week, we closed our newsstand, which was a big, big decision for us. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, we have two factors at play here, or at least for me, you know, the, the economy, the business se- sector, but really this human element with this virus um, is such a, is really the wild card. But um, I'm, not, I'm not even sure how to really... Uh, articulate you know feelings around not it's not fear for me um but certainly a sense of urgency and and really wanting to minimize you know or find the the balance in where's the line as a business in terms of being open where are you still you know making sales and at what level do you weigh that against 
the health and protection of your team uh, and your um, ability to function as a business um, and, ma and make sound business decisions. And so I found that line for myself, you know, by the end of that, of last week, and we decided to close all of our business uh, storefronts yeah. uh, at Sky Harbor at that point. Um, it allowed us to kind of take a breath and um, really do some sound preparations for, again, the release of our team. We had already been in discussion around it, but really preparing all of our documents and those types of things, uh, manage our inventory. We carry a, a certain percentage of perishable um, inventory and, and very short term shelf life inventory, uh, deli cooler products, uh, some milks and eggs and uh, yogurts, things like that. And so we, you know, were able to spend a couple days preparing the stores and our warehouse and our team and, and really structure a format where we had people come in individually. We were able to meet with every team member one-on-one uh, -on -one, uh, so that we didn't produce crowds, give them paperwork, uh, let them know what services we expected to be available to them, um, and give them links and websites and letters uh, so that they had those things in hand. Uh, the perishable inventory, we bagged all that up and sent everybody home with, um, you know, that inventory for their household mm -hmm. use. Um, and, you know, we're able to get our arms around what still needed to happen after those stores closed. So what did we need to do paperwork-wise, accounting-wise, all those types of things to, to um, manage our business side of it uh, type of thing in a time frame that felt um, manageable for us. So that's, that's where we are now, um, and that was a big project, um, you know, getting us through last week. I'm, I'm sure during this process, this very um, difficult process, you've learned a lot about um, not just about yourself, but really about the, the folks who work with you, who work for you. Uh, I'm sure many of whom have been with the company for a long time, right? And, and it just kind of reveals a lot about a company's character during uh, situations like these. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and at the end of the day, we're all human, right? So we we have our, our own share of uh, fear and uncertainty and strength uh, and support for each other and for community. Um, so certainly this amplifies uh, those characteristics. And yeah, I've had a lot of my core through... Um, some of our big ups and downs, um, but I also have uh, a lot of new team members. Uh, so, you know, watching them through this process and guiding them through this, um, you know, has been part of our personal journey. And I'm, I'm so grateful that um, my team, especially, not especially, but certainly my leadership team um, has been very quick to act. We've been quick to make decisions and implement them. I think that's gotten us um, really, really far. Uh, again, as we said last week in the interview, that uh, our frontline team was, was part of the conversation early on. So they started uh, helping us make adjustments um, to manage the business. And 
you know, one of the more, the most impactful parts, I think for me, um, when we met with our team, when we had them come in, um, to do the layoffs and stuff, uh, most of them were trying to comfort and console me personally. <laughs> so they were extending their, their, you know, this is going to be fine. We're going to be okay. We're going to see you soon. Let us know if you're ready for us to come back to work. We're going to get through this together. And, uh, and a lot of personal text messages to me afterwards from, you know, frontline um, through warehouse to everywhere else saying, you know, thank you. We're going to be okay. Um, you know, let us know when we're, when we're ready and we'll be, we'll be right back here. Um, you know, see you, see you soon type of thing. So, you know, what an amazing, uh, you know, where me is, you know, the leadership position are trying to, um, comfort them and make sure that they're taken care of and they're equally, you know, as concerned about, um, protecting me. Oh my gosh, that's going to make me emotional, but making sure that I'm okay as, you know, we all get through this together and really that idea of us being a team and that we are in this together. And they understood that, that mostly, um, gave me comfort because it made me feel like we were doing our job of communicating well with them. So they understood our goals and our intentions and our preparedness to get us as a company through this and that it was, um, although there's a lot of uncertainty in the timeline, that there was some temporary um, component to this mm-hmm. and that we would all be back together. Um, so, you know, I felt like we were doing a good job as the leadership team, giving that message to them um, so that they, you know, felt like like um, us as a company would be able to get through the other side of this. Well, let me take a step back, I guess. Um, when, and, I, and believe me, I've been on many sites just reading, keeping up on news, but not just on the status, the state of our industry and the world and dealing with COVID-19, but more so just almost reading about the, the, the actions of many uh, folks in, in, in the world in terms of in leadership positions with various companies. And one of the things that I kind of focused on was and this, I think you and I spoke about this, was with regards to, I guess, the company culture, right? And, and how um, it's not just four or five or a bunch of bullet points that we throw on a, on a piece of paper and, and say, this is who we are kind of thing. And it's how, it's, it's how a company such as yourself lives it every day and how then it, it filters its way down to every level and is felt and then obviously then carried out. So it's reflected in, in every person when you say, Casa, this is how, you know, there's an expectation of what someone from Casa is like. And I'm sure a lot of that kind of carries through when you have to have, um, that connectivity, I guess, has to, has a great deal to do with the kind of, the reaction and the kind of conversations you just had. Like you said, they're more worried about you than you are about them. It seems they're worrying, are you going to be okay? You know, um, and almost flipping the script in some ways. Right. So it's great that you have this really tight, close culture in some ways that kind of helps, uh, soften the blow for everyone it seems well and i think it thank you for that and i think it uh, i think it was just that sense of community too right Mm -hmm. Um, and and that we were truly in this together and and we try to give the message that um you know, we collectively make our business successful and 
you know, I have my role as the president and CEO, uh, which they have their roles individually in the company, but it takes all of us collectively for us to be um, successful. And so uh, to me, that's what this really was a good example of that, um, that they understood that it's, it affects all of us. Um, and that we we were in it together, and that we will be prepared to um, build back up together as a as a business and as a, a group of individuals um, with the same goal um, of our our mutual success. So, yeah. And anybody that knows me knows that I'm a hugger. Yes. Um, so. Man, this stinking six foot rule. <laughs> was really, we were like air hugging in yes. the office, and um, you know that that was an interesting component to this. You know what our our normal responses would be in these type of emotional or you know um, supportive roles. We we're like, ah, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> air hug. We were air hugging, and people were. I was on um, some webinars in my office. I have a big window in the hallway and team members were waving at me as they were coming in to get their paperwork and, you know, heart signing and, you know, blowing yeah. kids. So those were really, um, you know, impactful moments for me um, that I really value from my team. I, I, I know it's got to be difficult because everyone knows... Uh, what is happening. And, and of course, we're, we're rewinding to like two and a half weeks ago, let's say, and we see what the impact um, it, the, you know, the, the crisis is having on our industry and of course the businesses themselves, which I'm sure the conversation doesn't make the conversations any less difficult, but I'm, I'm amazed how um, your folks have responded. Is it because of the proximity from you as the owner, the president and CEO, we should say, to those in the front lines or what, what did, I guess, what did you do in, in the moments in between from the point when all this was breaking and happening to unfortunately having those difficult conversations and, all the, and having those resulting uh, reactions from your team? Yeah, I think that that definitely is a key factor. The fact that we are a small business, so there's a lot more, you know, direct touch. Um, you know, certainly our tenure with a lot of our core staff. Um, so they help, you know, carry that culture and that message. Uh, like you mentioned before, especially the ones that have been with us for ups and downs. And we have a, a, a few key people that um, had to leave us when we were in uh, transitional points and came back to us. Uh, so they have their own experiences to share with the team around what longevity looks like. And I think they add a lot of stability to the environment uh, and the emotions around the environment um, with, with those stories that they can tell. Um, we as a company, uh, transparency is a, is a big part of our um, culture. And so we were trying to give information as we had it in real time. Uh, and let them know. I think the the absence of that is what creates fear and panic. And so um, it seems that we did a good job of keeping that um, keeping that communication open uh, with them and to them. And and our track record um, again, the thirty years. You know, I think in these cases where where normally I don't maybe think that much about that um, 
fact. But in these cases, that becomes a, a real strong point, mm-hmm. uh, providing security to um, a lot of us. So uh, the the mood was definitely somber. Um, you know, again, people are worried about their their families and their paychecks. Um, but we didn't have a single person. Um, upset or complain again the feeling was you know okay we're gonna we're gonna get through this and and uh, and let us know and today actually is on my my to-do list i just sat through a sba webinar webinar and a few more meetings uh this week so i'm getting ready to we're gonna start a um email chain, a communication line with our team that's furloughed and laid off so that we can continue to give them that information as we, um, you know, are not, uh, as they're not active with us so that we can make sure that we're sending them uh, information on services that are provided through the government, uh, where we are as a company, uh, where we anticipate being. There's some really exciting uh, movement on, um, you know, most of the SBA stuff has moved from the language around loans to the language around grants, which is really what we need as a business community to uh, see this through to the other side. And really some exciting pushes for um, payroll um, forgiveness or credits, things like this. So those are the things that will allow us to come back up um, as employers quickly, uh, you know, not separate, but, you know, will help us sustain, especially through the Mm -hmm. volunteer. The, the volatility around the airline industry, um, which is where obviously we make our money. But those are things that are important for us as we communicate to our team when we can start, you know, seeing activity again. But yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I guess I guess the the related my related question to the, to that response is how much of what you're doing now. And I'm not saying you're doing this purposely. And, and this could just be, you know, just part of who you are. And I've known each other a long time and I know it is part of you. But how much of this do you think then is just being seen as a great partner? I'm talking about within your organization, with your employees, and, and really positioning yourself in the future because we are going to come out of this and we are going to get to a point, whenever that is, we are going to get to a point where business will be coming back and you're going to need those folks back. And, you know, you want to be seen as... Um, you know, not just the person who, uh, unfortunately, I had to part ways with, but you know, some did it in a way that I, I still want to work with them because my lasting memory wasn't the last thing that happened. My lasting memory before that hour conversation or whatever was maybe five, six years, whatever, of uh, a great working relationship that I had with Casa. Right? I mean, so being seen as um, the company, I guess, is what I'm kind of getting at. How, how much of what you were doing or uh, subconsciously doing in in working with your um, employees and staff with an eye that when we get out of this, um, welcoming them back and that they would want to come back for you guys specifically? Yeah. Um, I, th- I think we are definitely mindful of that. Um, it, it is an important factor, and we know that um, how, what we do now... You know what? I'm going re- to back up to that because we know that what we do always is what frames, you know, who our team wants to work for. What makes us any different from any other business um, in our city, in our industry? Uh, you know, there's a lot of competition, especially the last few years for labor. And so we know that our internal culture 
is is one of our differentiating factors in why people want to work for us and why people stay with us for a very long time. Um, so that's not something new from a business uh, mentality. Um, why we do it, um, you know, comes from who we are. And, and, you know, we're second generation. So my mother, this was my mother's business. And so, and her degree was in sociology. I've, I've talked to this several times. Mm-hmm. Uh, my parents met working, you know, for civil rights organizations, things like that. So community culture um, and, and, and not separating individuals from business, um, you know, is, is who we are. I don't, I don't even know how to articulate that because yeah. it's not something that we differentiate. So, you know, we are people and, uh, you know, we do, we do that with hiring too. And, and, uh, joking, somewhat jokingly, I tell, you know, um, our team when we're doing hiring and stuff like that is, you know, I want to come to work with people I enjoy. No. <laughs> I like to like my, my job. Um, but, you know, and that doesn't isolate people, but it is around culture is, you know, who, who fits and who makes sense, you know, um, and how do you hire for culture um, and, and mindset uh, as well as skill, but build that so that together collectively um, you guys are moving in the same direction at the same time. Um, you know, in that kind of sense. So, uh, gosh, it's, it's, it's more than just this space. It's, Mm -hmm. um, you know, these are bigger business, uh, concepts around, um, a group. And, uh, and so we're just, you know, we're just continuing that on as we're here in this situation as we would, um, as we do in our everyday business practices. So uh, I'm going to pivot a little bit. Uh, my next question is really about, um, you know, I'm going to go back to this, the timeline of all things, right? When we left, everyone left the Airport Experience Conference in Denver, which seems like a million years ago, by the way, um, you know, very positive and upbeat. I mean, you, still, you heard the impact at the time that, that COVID-19 was having, and um, at least it, it, it felt like it was so far away. I mean, we were taking it seriously here, somewhat, but it, it still felt so far away in terms of distance. And, and then to now where we stand, a lot seemed to happen rapidly in, in that point. I, mean, I know it did, but I mean, like, I'd love for you to just talk about how, um, I guess, share you're going from one thing to the next. Hey, we're, first we had to, we're dealing with maybe 30, being 30% down, then one to like 45 and et cetera. And the things that you had to do in, in between to kind of not stop the losses or stem the, the, the tide, but to really, I guess, prepare and shift um, during that, the, those points. We, I spent, gosh, I think it was about two weeks ago now. That week was hours and hours and hours mm-hmm. of webinars and calls and uh, bulletins um, from airports, from partners, from... Uh, industry leaders from federal uh, information. And it was, you know, drinking from a fire hose (laughs) of information, just Mm -hmm. trying to stand it because it really was shifting hour by hour. And uh, I'm very grateful that uh, so many of our partners and so many our business partners, because we also joint venture, the industry leaders as well in our, in our business community and um, airports really were, proactive in um, that same kind of transparency and giving information 
as soon as they had it um, and releasing that, you know, openly. And so that really allowed me to have a, a, a global perspective of uh, a national perspective of what was happening when and the time frame that it was happening in. So it helped me feel a lot more comfortable where I'm not just a small business in Arizona um, waiting for it to start to affect me here. I can really see the impact um, of it moving around the country and what my um, other, you know, leaders in my industry were doing to start to, um, you know, make their preparations. So, you know, a lot of confidence as a small business to, um, to make our movements, you know, because it's, you're always, you're always uncertain, you know, is it the right time? Is it now, you know, when do, when do we make that move? When do we make that pivot? Um, and so those things were extremely helpful, but it was really hour by hour and the amount yeah. of information was so immense. Um, and I, and I don't even have a TV we just have Netflix. So I was, I haven't, you know, at that point I wasn't even really digesting the public media information because I was, it was everything I could do just to keep up with our internal communications, um, and, uh, and the industry communication. So, so really, you know, that, that was just such a rapid change that that week was, was very, very intense. And so we, we stabilized our business and then we've been, I think this last week have really been, um, in communication with a lot of our partners, um, in, um, you know, helping them manage, um, what's happening in specific airports and specific areas as they're, you know, working on a store by store, um, you know, decision-making process. So we're definitely eyes and ears for a lot of our, our bigger companies as to, you know, what's happening um, in very specific areas. Uh, and our team members, again, have been very um open and communicating information back to us, the ones that are in remote areas, uh, the feel of the, the, teams in the stores, the feel of the airports they're in, uh, the customer feedback. Um, so we're getting, you know, we were, we're able to get a lot of that information on a big scale. Um, so that's been really important for us. And you mentioned several moments. Obviously, you're, 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 you're partnered with some notable companies throughout the, the, the country. Um, and then you were, just like I was, you were on that uh, ARRA call um, the other day from when we're recording this, by the way. Um, what's how I guess heartened have you been to to experience what you've experienced tapping into this network of people from the industry that even though we are competitors or say you guys are competitors and partners in many senses, but it's still a community that comes together and you know helps each other out with you know here's a tip, here's a suggestion, or maybe even just someone to kind of um seek out for advice, you know, the community must be coming together now, obviously more so than ever. Absolutely. And, you know, so grateful for bigger organizations like AMAC, um, and then our newest, uh, kind of the ARRA group, um, who has a little bit of trial by fire right here in their birth, their birth, <laughs> uh, into the, into the flood, um, but, um, and really, really incredibly capable uh, people that, uh, you know, I feel a lot of security in, in their, their ability to um, 
engage in the process, uh, work, you know, with some, you know, as influencing some of these um, big government uh legislative uh, movements for the industry, um, that they're doing a lot of work to have that stuff covered. You know, we're in an interesting position, I think, uh, as a small business that, you know, we're, we're, as a small business, we're watching all the SBA movements. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're watching that stuff very, very closely. Um, the loans, there was just uh, some stuff passed today. I was on a webinar just uh, just before we got on this call, um, trying to understand all of those out aspects and then for the industry specific aspects so we've got things coming from all ends and then we've got airport uh individual airports um you know that that we work with so the adjustments that they're making right now it's all about cash flow so everybody's watching cash so these big things like our rent um and things like you know even the sba uh, the big shift today was you know they had released some information last week but they were the language was still around loans. Well, that's still a dangerous position for us because if this goes several months and we're out of cash, um, then yeah. we can't repay a loan after that. Uh, so where do you know where do those things shift from loans to grants, um, and what do they apply to, and you know how do we engage them? And how do the airports work with us? And and understanding that they're businesses too, right? So it's a trickle effect. So how do and I think that's what ARRA is doing, um, is is doing a good job of understanding that aspect. So making sure that everybody's kind of nobody's getting an unburdened share of this economic. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, crisis that is flowing so that we're understanding that we're a system and so that everybody can um, A, get relief, but B, um, contribute to each other's uh, survival. So I don't know how difficult of a uh, uh, question this will be for you to answer, but I'll ask it anyway. (laughs) My last one for you is, uh, let's look ahead because I know we are going to come out of this and um, having spoken to uh, many people um, both uh, on the podcast or even online personally, et cetera. Um, they've been through a lot of changes or many crises like this, and we always come out smarter, stronger, and more resilient on the other end. So um, I'm asking you, can you look ahead and see um, you know, what it looks like for CASA um, when we come out of this? Obviously, it's not going to be pre-corona, <laughs> but, but as post-corona, you're obviously looking at things a little differently. But um, but still bullish on this industry. Um, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think, think the airlines is, uh, you know, vital to us as a country, uh, us as people, travel, uh, connection, everything that, that we provide um, in the airline industry. Um, so I don't, I don't think as an industry long-term um, that we're at risk again the issue is businesses we're individual businesses uh so uh, you know everybody has their own debt and cash flow situation so who makes it through this um you know is is going to be you know what we're we're trying to manage through um but i think you know for an industry absolutely i i have no worries about uh that it's going to look different um it's absolutely going to look different. So 
you know, what is that going to look like? That's the the big question. And we love what we do. We love um, the airport industry. We think we are uh, experts in mm-hmm. airport operations and um, able to service passengers um, with the highest quality of uh, customer service um, and a team who loves what they do. We source our own product and design our own stores, so we're quickly able to adjust as we need to to come out of this. We were in a great position as a company um, going into uh, this stage. We, you know, we're really looking at a lot of growth for this year, so we have a lot of confidence in our stability and our ability to perform uh, once we come out of this. Excellent. Well, Joya, uh, I want to wish you, just like I do the entire industry, you know, all the best and we'll definitely be in touch. And uh, once again, thanks for taking the time to speak with me. Thank you so much, Ramon.